Welcome to 18 Minutes of Workplace Horror Stories and Helpful Tips. We are Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, and this is Braving Bad Bosses. Jeff is the president of Wolf Prairie, a leadership and organization development firm. He doesn't even have a boss. And Todd is lucky enough to have the best boss ever, and I'm pretty sure he'd say that even if his boss wasn't listening. But over the years, we've both seen a lot oh, yeah. and learned a little. And we're not too shy about passing judgments and armchair quarterbacking the way things should be. So join us for a pint this week as we discuss the demoralizing boss. This one is interesting. This one we ripped right from the headlines. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so this did not come from a listener, but I think you found this one, and, and it's an interesting one. So it, it, for this one, let's, um, we're going to call the, we're going to give the boss an alias. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're going to call. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah, because, you know, it's about the boss. We don't really know who wrote this article or who contributed to the article. So we're going to call the boss Mindy <laughs> St. Clair. How about that? Yeah. Let's just go with Mindy St. Clair. Love it. I just randomly just. Yeah. It just has a nice ring to it. It does. Right. It's very uh, melodic. Okay, so so this is uh, this again. Uh, like I said, was ripped from the head. <laughs> it's melodic. Was ripped from the headlines about a pretty high-profile politician. The article said this. It was common, among other things. I had to edit because there's a lot of bad stuff yeah. in this one. But it was common for staff to wake up to multiple emails from St. Clair, characterizing one's work as the worst briefing or press release she'd seen in her decades of public service, unquote. That's a really long time. Yeah. Although some staffers got used to her constant put-downs, others found it grinding and demoralizing. Adding to the humiliation, St. Clair would often CC others, giving the emails the effect of a public flogging. Man, that's that's a rough environment. And I... uh, I I've certainly seen some of this in action of uh, bosses who overreact to situations and things get to yeah. be that worse. And I have one friend in particular who there is no middle ground. <laughs> Everything is either the best or the worst. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, we make fun of that uh, because, you know, kind of call right. that out with her. Right. But that right. sounds a little bit about what's going on here with the demoralization is that when things don't go according to plan, it's absolutely the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's what's happening here. you got certain types of people who, who, when they get disappointed or upset, the first thing, I mean, they're very verbal. Yep. And so it comes out in... This was the worst thing ever. So I, my daughter is similar to this. Yeah. Uh, you know, she we joke around with her that every time we talk to her, she's either having the, the greatest day ever or the worst day ever, and I hate everything. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. that kind of a thing. And so I think certain types of people are, are a little more dramatic yep. than others. Um, I don't know where my daughter gets it. Frankly, I, I, must I, be. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, I, I can tell you that. So. So, yeah, so I think there's a lot of drama. I think this is a high drama, drama environment. Yep, yep, yep. This is a person who, you know, just the sky is falling. Yep. And, uh, you know, this work that you did is, you know, hitting me wrong. So it's the worst I've ever seen in my decades of public service. So, yeah, it's the extreme language, I think, that's triggering a lot of this. But there's other stuff going on here, right? Yeah. And so y- you think about from a Mindy St. Clair's uh, standpoint, like why in the world would she feel a need to send demoralizing emails saying this is the worst really be able to do it so she's feeling frustration because what she had as an expectation isn't being met and so being able to deal with that and the thinking about this about how we can help mindy st Clair for a moment all right is if yeah we, if we must if we must um is the element of when you declare any gap in performance as the worst right. and the extreme 
when things get really bad, you have no way to escalate the point. intensity of it. That's a good point. It's That's the right. proverbial boy who cried wolf, right? Yeah. When you're yeah. when everything is like wolf, 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 then all of a sudden when it I resemble that remark. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you know exactly. So she's so she's extreme. You know. When you said she feels the need to do this, I, I'm not necessarily sure she feels a need to do this. I feel like we're talking about a personality flaw. Okay. I feel like we're talking about a person who has risen to power. Yep. I mean, you don't get to be a politician at, at a national level yep. without being a pretty charismatic, maybe sure. a little bit, very you know, very communicative yep. type yep. of person. So yep. this is she's she's probably not alone in this eccentric kind of over the top personality. Sure. So she's probably dealing, we're probably dealing with a person like that. So she's going to use this extreme language. Everything, the sky's falling. Everything's, on, everything's a, a crisis. And I think we've all worked around people yep, like yep, that, yep. right? So last piece of bod, bod, bad boss rehab, from my perspective, is not that she's going to listen to any of this, but would be the old rule, praise in public, criticize in private. Yep, I mean, yep. it's just... It, there's that's just that's just common sense right i i do think that from what i've seen of people who are dramatic and overreact to situations is that they do so because it gets movement going fast like when you know <laughs> when, when bobby knight grabs the chair and throws it across the the basketball court yeah it catches people's attention it does and people respond and so and we remember boss, that for decades right too, and so way. as a boss uh you know says this is the worst it's like oh my gosh this is urgent and it's important and i've got to be able to deal with it yeah. there are more effective ways to be able to communicate that same clearly, message clearly. and um and when that's the only tool you use or you overuse that tool right. then you lose uh the ability for the finesse of being able well, to yeah. articulate other gaps it, it, it just promotes instant defensiveness yeah i yeah. mean it's no longer about the shortcomings in the press release or the briefing it's yeah. now about the worst? Wait a minute. Let's debate right. that. Right. Yeah, that is right. absolutely unfair, and there's and nothing happens. Right. Nothing. Nothing improves. So, I think yeah. you know in some of these situations, and um, you know I think other visionary leaders uh, have been accused of things like this in the past, and like they're true visionaries, or they uh, deal with these situations in such a way that they're real tyrant to work for, but they've got set standards, and then if you meet those standards, you're golden. If you can't, right. then they just uh, demoralize the heck out of you. Um, I think helping followers on teams like this, I think there's an avenue for us to be able to say, is this worth it or not? Like, mm, I, I yeah. think part of this is a self-assessment because leaders who do this, it's not personal. It's just, <laughs> it's like, it's like the old couple that, uh, where, um, and I'll just say this for my somebody I'm related to, um, it, you know, that she just nags and nags and nags and nags and nags and nags and nags constantly. But that's the way she says, I love you like that. That is just the nature of the relationship between this couple that um, I'd know, rather not be loved. Then, totally. The totally. You know, so I look at that and think that's not what I would. Uh, that's not what I would enjoy at all. Right. But from a standpoint of it works and it has worked for multiple decades is to be able to say, well, that's just the way they communicate. Bosses like this often, that's the way they communicate, which doesn't make it right, right. but it m once you can remove the personality out of it and say it's nothing personal to me, yeah. and, and I've even done this in times when I've been chastised in the past, is to say, oh, that's just the way they say I love you. Um, and, um, <coughs> yeah, whatever it takes to uh, 
to to handle it, right? right. Now, right. everything I see in this article, though, tells me that she was an equal opportunity demoralizer. Right. So, you, you know, in in some ways, that's actually a good thing. Totally, because so it reinforces that it's not it's, personal. No, it's her. It's her. It's not us. So, I think there's I think there's an opportunity. As, 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 a, as a staff working under an individual like this to find strength in numbers, yep. to find collab, uh, camaraderie and collaboration together where you can look across the table and kind of give that knowing nod to the person being ripped apart publicly. Right. I think if, we, if you can build that camaraderie with your friends, um, you can weather the storm a little bit. Right. You know, it's like, sort of like being foxhole buddies. You know, you're living in this war zone. <laughs> you got this crazy person who is just leveling you with with humiliation and and emotionally charged language and over the top stuff but ultimately you can look at each other and be like okay this too shall pass yep yeah let's talk through specific strategies and let's talk through okay. demoralizing when it comes in writing and let's talk about demoralizing when it comes in a group environment, even Ooh. if that's a small little thing. So, you know, you, you get the email at 3 a.m. in the morning and, uh, you <laughs> 3 know, 3 a.m. in the morning or in the afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> that is a little redundant, isn't it? It's repetitively yeah. redundant. <laughs> yeah. I just keep saying the same thing over and over again. I repeat <laughs> myself. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Oh. I wasn't listening. Can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. So yep. um, you get a demoralizing message in yep. writing. Probably a little bit of an audience captured Copy to that. everybody yeah, else. Yeah, copy to everybody okay. else. What What's the best, most productive way to deal with that? I think you immediately write down all of the emotions you're feeling and send it <laughs> quickly. <laughs> just, speed, speed is of the just, essence in this yeah, situation. Do not second guess yourself. <laughs> you got to go with your gut. Just type type it out. Whatever Strike while the iron is hot. Yep, and just send it. And yeah. then copy ad- additional people like like further up the chain. Double it up, yep. No. I, that's, I think that's always the best strategy. <laughs> How's that worked for you in the past? When, <laughs> yeah. Not well? Uh, not well. Yeah. Not well at Did all. Not go well. All right, so, so strike I do, that. Let's I do that like up. the notion of writing everything down because sometimes the process of venting helps it get it out. Yep, that's, that's a common a It's common probably occurrence. better to write it on paper. <laughs> Than to something that you could actually accidentally hit send to. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I, but that is a good strategy. You, you know, write what you really feel. Sure. Don't send it. Right. Wait maybe till the next day. Yep. And then delete it. Yes. And yep. write it again. Right. I mean, yeah, that's that's just a good that's a good strategy. But you know, this situation, you know, the question really is, do you need to defend yourself? No. Uh, it's I, I hate to say it, but a lot of times we talk we talk about these situations and we ask the the employee to be the bigger person. Yep. You know, we find ourselves in these situations. We don't have the power. I think it's up to us sometimes to be more savvy, you know, more strategic to survive in these situations, knowing we, we don't have the power to just change it, right. change, change the right. people we work for. Right. So, yeah, I think the the tough part is really being able to not get caught up in the defensiveness, not to try to justify, not to second guess. Yeah. To respond back with message heard, here's what I'm doing to solve it. Um, and the the faster you can move along, because this person's overreacting is trying to create movement, not a debate, not an argument. Um, and so to be able to, to, to get to that point, I think is helpful. Does that same strategy apply when it's live or is there different techniques you do when you're... The, the, the beauty of writing is you've got time, right? Right, right. Yeah. 
So you're sitting in a room with the yeah. whole staff, and you're getting berated by yeah. this person? Yeah. How do you react to that? Yeah. Boy. You know, again, I think a lot of it depends on the – it depends on the, the dynamics of the team. You know, if you're all, if if if, if you if you're dealing with that equal opportunity demoralizer or an abuser, I don't feel like you need to. I, mean, I think I think you've got some strength in numbers. Yep. You, you know, everyone else knows. Yep. You don't have to be as embarrassed. Yep. Um, I I think I'll, if I'm if you're dealing with a person with with this kind of volatile nature, you certainly don't want to take that moment to to argue, defend, right. debate. You just, I think you, I think you do the same approach. You, you, you t- take pen to paper. You look down at your paper. You, you write down some notes, even if you're just writing a grocery list. You right. do something to appear that you're taking the feedback, right? And, um, and you ask questions. I love the thought of making sure you're just writing something down to just, be able to show that yeah, I'm listening to I'm that. I'm listening, but if you can't make eye contact because steam's coming out of your, right. your, you know, your ears, then do something else. I think one of the most effective things to say in a situation like that is I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying and to reflect back what you've heard um, that because the, the person the person is escalating because they're feeling like it's not the way they want it to be and that they've got to get their point across with some urgency. Right. right. And so the best way is to use that energy to be able to say I've heard you. And, and if they're saying do something and you've already done that, the worst thing you can do is say, yeah, but I've already done that or this is the, right. the, the situation. It's a form of defensiveness, right. um, but not a direct defensiveness. And I've seen that set the, the tirader um, right. uh, off on a whole new level of like, you are not yep. hearing me. Like what I'm saying is do this. Right. right. And the other person saying, well, you're not hearing me. I've already done that. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think there's also a chance that when the when the moment passes after the meeting, you can go back one on one to that person. Totally, because most likely their emotions are back under control. Right, and I'd say give them at least thirty minutes, forty five minutes to to cool down, yep. then go back non defensively and ask for clarification. You might even get an apology. You might even get someone say, you know what, you're probably right. It's not the worst briefing I've ever seen in the last thirty years. Um, I probably shouldn't have said that. Yep. You might actually get a little bit of that, but. Don't um, expect it. Don't expect it, but you but you might. But it has to be it has to be in private. Yeah. Because most likely this same individual is the type of person who is not going to stand in front of that group and apologize right. for overreacting. Right. That's just those are those are incompatible. Not gonna happen. Right. Yeah. So I had I had one question I, th- I yeah. think we should explore in the last couple of minutes here. Yeah. Uh, do you think that do you think that brilliance gets a pass? Do you think people certain people totally. who who are who are known for just being ridiculously intelligent, brilliant, genius level. You think they get a pass on behavior like this sometimes? Yeah, and environment sometimes gets a pass too. So you're in a situation or an experience that you can't duplicate somewhere else. And so that's just the way they are. That's their artistry. That's that's who they are. Um, and so I think that sometimes, how do, you, how do you push back on that? And I think it's appropriate sometimes to say, I don't prefer to be talked to that way or that's... If it, yeah, if it crosses the line into bullying or... Yeah. or you know, belittling something yep. like that. This yep. is just, this just sounds like someone who's just overreacting. Yes. So, you know, I don't hear anything in here that says you know she's calling people racial slurs or using belittling language or making fun of people. It's just yeah, yeah. Oh, so, there's hell's bells. Oh, you know what that means, Todd? Two minutes. Time to wrap up. Last call. Last call. Drink them if you got them. Wait. wait. <laughs> I don't think that's quite the same okay. way. All right. All right. So in this situation, you got somebody on Minnie Sinclair's team right in front of you. What advice do you give them? 
Well, the first thing I would ask is, can you handle this? Yeah. Environment? Yeah. Yeah. You know, are, are, can you can you take this with a grain of salt? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Are you getting enough out of this? Can you let the water roll off the duck's back? I mean, how many more? <laughs> I mean, that, but see, some people are wired to do that. Some people aren't. And some I, people you know, thrive in this. Kind you know, of this environment. article actually said that some staffers kind of got used to the constant put downs. Yep. And I think that what that what that's telling me is some staffers had a thick skin, and they looked at it and they and, and they evaluated the 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 value of staying in that role and yep. the experience they were getting, yep. and they said, you know what. This isn't going to last forever. Yep. She'll be gone three years from now, whatever the case may be. And this is going to look great on her resume. I can take it. Yep. So I think I think that's the first question: self-assessment. Can I can I kind of grow a thick skin and deal with this this idiot for a few more years? Right. No, absolutely. And I think then the other part of that is don't take it personally. Um, and and realize that it's the person yep. and yep. not you. And you haven't done anything bad out of this situation, and then respond with, "I've heard you. This is what I'm doing about it." Right. And then last, I think I would focus on my teammates. Yep. I would. I would seek support and camaraderie in my teammates. So berating's taking place. Right. You're in the room. You're not the one being berated. Do you step in and take the bullet? Do I take the bullet? Do I jump or on help the grenade? Defuse, or, or even just play the lightning rod and help you defuse know, it a, a little bit. I think that's a great idea. So so yeah, you see a you see one of your one of your coworkers taking the bullet or take it under fire, I guess if we want to use that. Term. Yeah. Yeah. Def- deflect it. Now, you're not defending, but you're changing the subject or you're softening it in some way. Whatever Man, it takes. That's a whole other topic for it us is. to discuss. It probably is. Yeah. But it's a good idea. The best horror stories come from you. And so we invite you to share any stories you have, scenarios you've experienced about dealing with your bad bosses over the years by going to wolfprairie.com backslash badbosses. You can leave your story. You can leave your details. You don't need to leave your name. And don't leave your trash. Just pick up after yourself. Well, unless your trash is the horror story. Trashy horror stories are, are okay. See you next time.